This is Victoria Davis, a.k.a. The Victator. And this is Laura Jean Moore, a.k.a. Newbridge. And you are listening to Livin' and Lovin' in NYC. Woo! So, because this is our first podcast, we thought we would tell you a little bit about who we are. Um, New Brit, which is the one speaking right now, is a bisexual woman living in Brooklyn, New York. I am originally from the South, um, although I lived in the Pacific Northwest for a while. And um, I'm in a relationship. I've, like, fucked a lot of people. I have... I'm divorced. I've messed up a lot in my relationships. So, like, I would say this is really... Whatever advice we have to offer is probably trial by error. <laughs> um, but, yeah, that's all you need to know now, because I'm sure you're going to find out a lot more sordid details as we get into things. <laughs> this is true. And uh, I'm the victator, and uh, I have never even been married. So my advice is worth even less. Uh, <laughs> I am a single, underemployed, homoflexible lesbian who spent most of her 20s in long-term relationships and in her 30s is now being slutty for a lesbian. And I would define slutty for a lesbian <laughs> having a new partner uh, once a month or every really? couple of weeks. For a lesbian, that's slutty. Do you, do you it's like, hard to be slutty I feel like gay dudes slutty for gay dudes is probably like... A, every other every night? Other day. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. So, slutty for a lesbian, that's me. There you go. Is there a grinder for lesbians? No, there's Tinder, which we will discuss. <laughs> Yeah, we'll get there. Good to know. Anyway, we're excited to do this, and uh, today's topic is going to be... Um, how one can, or if one, can express uh, preferences regarding uh, trans and cis people on an online profile while at the same time remaining an ally. Yeah, which I'm really excited to talk about because what you don't know is that Victator is a little bit of a celebrity because uh, she wrote in to Dan Savage about this question and started a minor shed storm <laughs> around whether or not it's uh, disrespectful to sh- even say that you have a preference regarding dating cis or trans people. This is true. And here's the backstory. <laughs> is that as, as a slutty lesbian, I go on a fair amount of dates, again, for a lesbian, which we'll say dates for a lesbian being frequent, we'll just maybe put that at a date a week. Um, and I'm a very open person. Uh, like I said, I'm homoflexible, so once in a while, in a very blue moon, I'll be attracted to a man. doesn't freak me out. If I want to act on it, I do. doesn't have to change my identification. Do you have, like, uh, a type? Of man? Yeah. Um, really gross and burly, uh, or actually, more accurately, George Costanza, I think. Oh, kind of like pervy old. Oh, uh, pervy no? short, pervy old, short and fat okay. would be perfect. Fascinating. With, like, a really kind of, like, short but stumpy dick. <laughs> and, like, some <laughs> And some chest hair, or whatever. It's not like I've thought about it. Um, but as someone who's very open to dating people, you just like horrified every like lesbian. I think I did. Yeah. If I was planning on getting a girlfriend from this con- con- podcast, I think it's not going to happen. Which is, you know, which is fine. I'll just keep slutting it up at my slow pace. Um, but uh, so, as being someone who's open to new experiences. Uh, I ended up on a couple of dates with uh, some transgendered women, uh, was not attracted to them, which I fully acknowledge could have nothing to do with the fact they're trans women. It could just be that I wasn't into them. But then the thought occurred to me. I've been through this enough that I know it's not what I'm looking for, 
Um, would it be possible to put something on my profile that says, uh, prefer cisgendered women? And I posed this question to a lot of friends and got a lot of responses. And then I thought, who better than to ask but Dan Savage, my hero? And my hero basically said that I would have to hand in my not an asshole card <laughs> if I wanted to do that. So that Also, okay, to be fair, I feel like he misquoted you as saying that you were going to put on your profile no trans women. He did. And I think, I think there's like a difference between saying... Um, I prefer cisgender women, and then, like, I mean, it, maybe it's, like, a, diff- a minor difference. It's a difference of politeness. Well, that's the question. Is The right? question is, is there a difference? Because, Between, yeah. Because is, is preference necessarily exclusionary in this context? Right. But, and then okay, so that brings up something else, which is that, like, I know there are kids here in the hallway, too, so you're going to hear some noises. They're not animals, I promise. Um... That some people have trans preferences, but mm-hmm. then, but then the, I have for my trans friends I've talked to, they are wary of that as well because they're afraid of being fetishized, which I don't blame them at all for that, you know. Right. Like, yeah. So it basically, I feel like even I mean, we're definitely we should definitely talk about like the trans aspect, but this also comes down to the fact that like people's sexual preferences are fucking specific. They are, and even if even if you, even if you're open minded, you tend to know what you like. You tend to know what and you then, like, and then when someone comes along and shakes that up for you, you're like, cool, exciting, but you're not going to go out looking for that person who's going right. to, yeah. And like, when does your personal sexual preferences become? When, when do your se- personal se- sexual preferences become evil? Like, Ooh, <laughs> or evil. become? Wow. Well, you know what I mean. Yeah. Like, become like racist or sexist or transphobic or like. Because like, okay, so there there are some guys that are like, I just am into Asians or like I'm just. Uh, into I don't know pick like some people are like I don't date black women and like, there's some right. there's an aspect of that where you hear that and you're like what the fuck like that person is clearly a racist yeah and so there's this desire I think as being like an open-minded person like you are to not want to throw your lot in with people who are like that yeah and that's exa- and that's actually exactly what Dan Savage said he said some people can put on their profiles um, you know femmes only which is a whole other topic that we can get into which right. I'm happy to. Um, you, you know, or white guys only, and that yeah, basically what I had to say was the same thing, and and I and I I certainly I certainly don't agree because I think we can all, and then oh yeah or no fatties you know right I mean? and we can we, we can all agree that no fatties and you know white guys only the people who would say that are certainly assholes but. For me, I think the best thing about dating online is that you can be specific. It's it's one of the only good things about it. Cause let's face right. it, we'd all rather not be doing it. Right. But if you're gonna be doing it, um, yeah, you get to you get to talk about what you want. And actually, as a bisexual woman, I'm interested in asking you. Um, I have a friend who uh, is a lesbian and does not want to date bisexuals. Mm-hmm. How would you feel if you were browsing her profile and it and it just well actually you can even oh my god a, I did this happened yeah. because there was this woman that I found on okay Cupid who I thought was like the so freaking rad yeah. she was like she was uh, beautiful and obviously like really smart and she had two dogs and one of her dogs reminded me of my dearly departed Mr. Plato and I I'd like I messaged her but I'd, like I I started writing the message as I was scrolling mm-hmm. through the profile. And at the very end of her profile, she said no bisexuals. And I got to it, and I was like, oh, shit. And so I ended up sending her the message anyway, and I said, I know that you said no bisexuals, but I thought I would try Mm -hmm. anyway. 
And she wrote back, but she wrote back like we could be like dance buddies or something because I had written about uh, salsa or something, and I was just like, Who? I'm not. Messaging, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, like that's great, but like yeah. I'm I I'm not messaging you just about dance. Like I'm messaging yeah. you because I think you're like hot stuff and rad, and I want to I want to get to know you in a sexual way, potentially bone you. Yeah, <laughs> right? Exactly. And, and I felt like that was from the get go not on the table. Like, right. and I have, and it's not that I don't want new great friends. It's just like when I'm on a dating site, like I have a lot of great friends already. I'm looking for people to have sex with. Oh no. And like, and to like potentially fall in love with yeah. in a relationship. And like, um, it's very disheartening. I feel like as a bisexual one to encounter that. And just in the same way that like if I was trans and, and I was a trans woman and like I got to a profile and they were like, no trans women, I'd probably be like, well, shit. Like, but again, what the, but again, it's, I, I mean, wouldn't write no trans women. So right. let's say okay. it just said gay women only. Just gay women only. Well, would that have changed how you perceived it? That's interesting. If it's a gay woman only, I think that would depend on, I think you'd still get messages from trans, a lot of trans women because like, oh, well, yeah. I mean, that's know. a whole other thing. Well, like, this I mean, brings up something else too about well, back to Dan Savage, which is that I, I remember somebody saying something about whether or not he is willing to date trans men. And I don't know yes. enough about his background. Okay. So he has said that he... No, no, no. no. I'm saying yes. I, I, yeah. I, I think I know which comment on, on my... my oh, yeah. We're talking about my Facebook now, which is... Yeah, we're like I mean, meta-aim. Meta yeah. We're like podcast talking about a Facebook conversation yeah, um, about a writing conversation <laughs> that you had with Dan Savage. Uh, yeah, all about online dating. So, yeah, yeah. it's... Um, um, but no, sorry, I'm familiar with the, with the question, and... Yeah, that is a question. I, 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 like I said, I am kind of an uber Dan Savage fan. Um, I've read at least one of his books. I grew up reading his column from when I was 13 years old, and I give him a lot of credit um, for making me embrace my, you know, queer sexuality as a young teen. Um, but no, I have no idea if, he, if he's open to dating trans. He and his partner are in an open relationship. Right. Um, or no, as they call it, monogamish, right? Um, which is a term that I, I think is cool. Um, yeah, I, I, I kind of would like to know. I would uh, be super curious about that. Yeah, I mean, because he's very vehemently like, I am gay, and there's not a shred of like any right. bisexuality, etc. Like he's like he's vi- which is why he actually drew a lot of criticism from bisexuals a long time ago because he actually said bisexuals don't exist in the 90s. And he has since well. he has since backtracked on that and actually yeah. become a bi advocate. And that's another reason that I actually really like him is because he's capable of challenging his own views. Right, it's yeah. not just like, oh, I'm right, and etc. But, now, granted what I just said implies that trans men are, are, are not men, which is not what I mean to do. But, for someone who is very open about um, being into dick all the time, being into some fucking cock and balls, um, I'm curious as to how he would feel about someone who didn't exactly have quite the same equipment right. that he has expressed a lot of love for. And that's another thing that a lot of people bring up is like when it comes to trans stuff, they're like, oh, so you're just you're just reducing people to genitals, which I don't really think that I am. However, um, as we're going to talk about my Facebook again, yeah. um, as a really great friend of ours said, yeah. who's bisexual, she said, sometimes I really want dick and sometimes I really want pussy. Yeah. And I think that that, that acknowledging that is something that is kind of seen as ta- taboo in... Um, discussions of gender and sexuality in general, particularly, like, the binet group, like, that we both follow. Yeah, yeah. Like, they're like, no, it's not about this, it's about the person, which I think, for the most part, when it comes to falling in love, most of us would say that yes, but I think it's also completely okay to 
be attracted to a particular type of genitalia and express an enthusiasm for that. Right. I think what's interesting to me about the Binet group has been learning about the ways that people define um, their sexuality. Almost like sex outside of sex, if that makes sense. So like, like they're, when they're, they're talking about bisexuality and pansexuality in terms mm-hmm. of falling in love with the person and the individual, it's where the body almost becomes arbitrary. And I think that there are people who have that sexuality yeah. where the body is totally arbitrary. And like, when that's the case, like, of course, like a, whether someone's trans or cis is going to be a moot point because like, you're l- literally only looking at the person and maybe that, I feel like there's so a way not, in which yeah. some people... That sounds like that person's probably closer to pan. Right. Bi. Yeah. Although, although I think in the binet group, they would say a lot of bisexuals are that way as well. Right. Um, no but, doubt. but I feel like, okay, that's one orientation, but like some people are, are definitely oriented towards a particular sex yeah. or, or excuse me, a particular gender. And some of that has to do with the sexing by literal, like, like the genitals, like you're talking about. And so like, that's when it gets complicated. And I'm like, I don't know. I'm of a mind of feeling like there's got to be a way for everyone who's into, into whatever they're into as long as it's not hurting anybody to be able to do that and express that without being an asshole about it. But maybe, but maybe what we're, I mean, I feel like what we're dancing around is that maybe because people's personal preferences are so particularized, there's really no way to have a preference without expressing some kind of rejection. Oh yeah. And they're particularized, but they're also, um, they're hard. It's hard to intellectualize what you want. I mean, you can have whatever, politics yeah. that you have but when it comes down and this was the problem with one of the things that Dan Savage said was you know worst case scenario you have you know a bunch of coffee dates with these uh, with these trans women and first I would like to add the caveat that a coffee date is my idea of hell I would never go on a right. date Victator not- hates coffee just so anyone no, out there I love well, coffee. excuse me she loves coffee but she hates coffee dates she I wants hate- a fucking alcoholic beverage if she's going out or <laughs> Yes, I would say I would say nine point nine times out of ten, I would prefer an alcoholic beverage when on a date, <clears throat> or while making a podcast. <laughs> um, but also, it's just I don't understand the point of a coffee date because you sit there and you drink your coffee and then you're done and then you're all jittery and then what do you do? Then what do you do? Then you, you just do, you talk. take a walk. Oh, oh my god! But what if it's cold out? No, I'm sorry. <laughs> This is like my sorry. It's my it's my idea of health. So we'll just we'll just we'll, we'll just say that. So coffee was not good. Yeah. So, so Dan Savage Dan clearly doesn't talking. know me. Dan doesn't know me. Well, which is fine. He, maybe he was doing like a lesbian stereotype of like hanging out in the coffee and shop. Drinking coffee. And, I know. This is know. one of the many reasons I'm bad at being a lesbian. Okay. We should. Uh, anyway. <laughs> since we said that, we should we should also enumerate that you don't like hiking. And you hate yoga. Oh, yeah, actually. And you hate coffee dates. So basically, you're the worst lesbian I'm, ever. Yeah, oh, yeah, and I'm, like, Home Depot is a terrible place. And <laughs> actually, we just helped, well, uh, LJ just put her own air conditioning unit in. And, new Brit, uh, or new Brit. New Brit, new Brit. Yeah. Brit give right. away all my nicknames. Yeah, new Brit, new, Brit, new Brit just put her own air conditioning unit and I was just standing around and be like, so can I, like, help you or whatever? And was very grateful that I didn't actually have to do anything butch. Um, which is funny to our viewers who can't see us, because if you saw us on yeah. the street, you would think that Victator was the butch one and I yes. was the femme. And then... It's actually a little bit the other way around. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, I would probably ask New Brit to come over and, like, do some, like power drilling for me or something like that. I'd, I'd do some power drilling for you. Oh, well. <laughs> on the next episode. 
Um, yeah, this, this, back to the preferences yeah. thing. Like, okay, so the, and the thing about this too is that preferences change over time. So, oh, sure. So, like, I used to be really into bald dudes, mm. and like almost exclusively. Like, I had like I don't know. I mean, it wasn't a George Costanza situation, but it was like a Jason Statham situation where I liked these like really athletic, like look like they could star in an action movie bald guys. Oh, and huh. uh, my ex husband was sort of one of those. Okay. Um, and I was really into it. And then like now I, I have kind of the categories have, have sort of melted away. Like I definitely have preferences. My preferences have become more individualized. I feel like rather than, um, rather than being about like one particular look. Although you and I both know I have a, a thing for soft bitches. She does. She so. does have a thing for soft bitches. <laughs> um, for women. And then with dudes right now, because the guy I'm dating has long hair and a ponytail and, I'm, and I'm super into him, I like notice on the street when guys All have man buns. Oh. It's, it's become... I call them garlic thing. knots. Garlic yeah, knots. Yeah, yeah. It's garlic knots. <laughs> You might piss some. That, could that be like racialized? Is that like is garlic a race thing? I don't know. No, it, I just because people used to say garlic heads for Italians, so I feel like oh well, that's not at all, <laughs> not at all what I and, and like. Far, thanks for making my thing yeah, into a yeah, horrible insult. As, yeah, and as far as I know, he's not Italian, so it's true. He's Colombian. Okay, so yeah. then it's like yeah. so not. It's so not not close to it's racist. So not. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> anyway, but but yeah, it, it's preferences evolve. It's interesting with the what you said at the, the very first though about how when you're doing online dating, you really get to like create. You're reducing yourself to a list of traits, and you get to create kind of a a best case scenario list of like what you. It's almost like Santa Claus's wish list of like what right. you want in yeah. a partner, and like we all know that. Like getting everything you want on a list does not a great relationship make necessarily. No, you know. Not, no, but no. like at the same time, the forum of online dating sort of is made for that. Is well, made yeah, for because listed. what's removed is chemistry. Whereas, like you meet you meet you meet a stranger on the street or at a bar or at a party or you know through a mutual friend, and you instantly can tell. I mean, not always instantly, but often right. if there's chemistry between you. And then you then later throughout your interaction with them, you'll eventually go through all the lists of likes and dislikes. Right. But yeah, you don't have that on the online forum. So really, all you do have is pictures right. and you know how they want to describe themselves and what they say they're looking for. And actually, and this is. Interesting. Like, it's funny that I asked this question about the the preference thing because, it, for the record, it's actually not even that important to me. It was more of an intellectual question. Um, <laughs> like, I mean, like, like it's I, like an exercise in how can, yeah. how can someone. I mean, like, it? it's yeah, it's like, it, it's not like all the trans women of New York are throwing themselves at me right now, and I'm like, whoa, ladies, right, like, right. You know, it's just like, but it but it occurred to me that it was you know, but on my profile right now, it's actually I tr- work pretty hard to not tell someone who I want them to be right. and I'm trying really hard just to be honest about who I am right. because if I'm going to meet someone online I want them to be fine with the fact that I don't like hoga- yoga or hiking I want them to be fine that I want to like watch the Kardashians for 10 like hours in a row like, think I think that we should start something called hoga hoga oh, oh god no 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 that's not you said it I, I did like, but I but I mean, I'm sure you... there's a way to make money from hiking and yoga at the same time like that's I'm sure there's like a market oh god there's definitely I was a thinking more like hoes doing yoga where like oh. we like dress really skanky like we just like really yeah and then 
that might that be, would be really hot. That might be the only way you could get me to do yoga. Is that would, a bunch of skanky oh, man. looking women like just doing yeah. That would be that's like the hot like fuck Bikram. That's like the hot yoga I would yeah. be into for sure. Yeah, yeah. Mm. but but <laughs> anyway, to get back to it, I know. I think I think we're gonna digress a lot. That's fine. Um, but yeah, to get back to Dan Savage telling me to have coffee with them. Yeah, it was just um, it was him. It was almost saying like you just haven't met the right cis, or you might write trans woman yet. Um, and then also, um, which I mean, okay. To be fair, I think that what, when you talk about like chemistry. What you're t- what you're saying is you feel like there's a less li- there's less of a ch- likelihood that you're gonna have great chemistry with a trans woman, but like again, it could there happen. might right it could happen. Like, it could you happen. might like meet someone in person and then be like, whoa, who is that? And, like, yeah, have a absolutely. Whole, like, connection. Like, yeah, and like you know, it's happened on some very small occasions that I've been attracted to trans men. You know, I mean, and you know, right, which is ma- very ma- maybe one day I didn't think that was gonna be the case. And again, ten years ago, I never thought I was gonna be attracted to a man again. And then, you know, it it happens once a year. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so lock up your men, ladies. Um, and for the record, too, everybody should know, I'm bisexual, but I um, was kind of in denial about it for mm. years, decades, decades. Mm. I had my first lady crushes when I was, like, in middle school, but I didn't... Um, it's so hard to tell, though. It's so hard to tell because you have, like, this best friend, yeah. you know, and you and you just think that they hung the moon and that like, they have a halo of stars around their mm. head every time you... Maybe, maybe not everyone feels that way about their Right. That's true, I and think, that's an indication yeah. of perhaps something else. Like I'm saying, but like, but there's a closeness me, in general. There's a closeness. And so, like, like that's intense for yeah. for young women, you know. Yeah. And so it can be it can be hard to kind of realize that that's what that's about. Hard. And then like, yeah. it, and it took me and and for our listeners, it took me until I had like an undeniable I want to fuck that woman situation, um, which was my friend, which was your friend, yeah. Who shall remain? Shout, shout out to anonymous friends. Anonymous friends, Papa Newbert's uh, lady cherry. Oh my gosh! And I, she's still. Do you know I did this thing the other day on Facebook where you take those quizzes about like who's your uh, soulmate, and it, no, and it matched I know what I'm me doing with tonight. It matched me with her. Oh, <laughs> which was really sweet. Yeah. Anyway, um, so we, obviously there's still a lot of love there, but um, yeah. So so like this idea of like your sexuality changing and your preferences changing over time or even like you getting to know yourself more and and things changing as you get to know yourself yeah. i think everybody goes through that and I, actually i want to call out dan, Sav- dan savage is a little bit of a dick because i this is not my first time i've written to him it's yeah. the first time that he's um published um or responded at all to um, one of your messages so, yeah. yeah so I'm, I'm just really excited about that but about a year ago i or maybe less than that um Someone had written in, uh, some confused woman uh, had written in about how she used to only be attracted to women, and then she was only attracted to men, and now she's attracted to both again. And she just she just sounded like she was really kind of confused and uh, a little pained by it, you know? And Dan Savage responded with one word, which was lug, which, as you know, stands for lesbian until graduation. Right. Which didn't even make any sense, because she didn't say that she was in college. Right, exactly. She's a grad But also, one. like, way to write off, like, a, like this, this person's experience, and way to miss out on a really great topic of the fact that people's sexualities can and do change over time, and that that's perfectly okay. Right. And I think that, I think that, right, like, you know, we're just finally starting to get out of the whole born this way conversation, because a few years ago that was... That was just a very galvanizing uh, idea in terms of getting people to accept queer people. Right. But I think what you end up doing is that, yeah, it starts to get 
when people start feeling constraints and like I am I am programmed to have this one thing. Yeah, people can have like legit like crises when that is shattered. Yeah, and no, I have friends who who have come out like three times to their parents because they because they changed yeah. over time. You know, like they came out I uh, they came out as like lesbian and they came out as like a trans man and then they came out as like a trans man and. Like once you're a trans man to women, you're kind of straight. Yeah. So like there's right. this right, right, right. there's this third like yeah. like the the, the situation yeah. changes, yeah. you know? And like I, I agree with you. I think that I mean I definitely there are people that like were born freaking oriented in one direction. And I'm not know? I'm not saying that's not true. I'm but not, I don't I'm think saying, everybody is. And, yeah. And there's nothing wrong I'm with that. Really, like, I'm obviously not a scientist. Yeah. Um, um I'm not even a podcaster. But you're an authority but, on your own experience. Yeah. I mean I'm an I feel like I'm an authority on my experience and like the fact is is that people do change over time and it's so stifling to say that like you have to be one thing always. Yeah. Like, even even just by always even, right. even something that's like you know in, inherently uh, like you know seemingly flexible even Such if one day category. even if yeah. one day like you were to all of a sudden only want to be with women or only right. want to be with men that wouldn't mean that what you had wasn't real wasn't real I don't, you yeah know that's I mean? very true I, I just like this idea too that like I mean I guess people d- it, it it is the case that people experiment right they're like trying to figure stuff out yeah um but. <sighs> There's got to be a way. There's got to be a way for people to figure figure stuff out without it being so vilified. I guess. Like, mm-hmm. I know that there's a, one of the things that uh, a lot of lesbians are, don't want to like hang out with or go out with bisexual women because they're afraid that they're just experimenting, right? Or because they're just like I like the term pussy dabbler. Like they think that like, oh. bisexual women are I just kind of like it too, but maybe for the wrong reason. I just, just dabbling in yeah. the pussy realm instead of like going all in and like. I understand that fear. I think my hope is that, like, as as all as like queerness in general becomes more socially accepted, there will be much more room for people to just like love and hook up with each other regardless of categories. Yeah, and I do think I do think it's going in that direction. I yeah, do. and and I, and I think I think that maybe one of the big problems when it comes to this trans question I I had um, is that. The, the mainstreaming of discussion of trans experience is really, really relatively new. Yeah. And we are in a very serious, pivotal moment. And so we might be in the, for lack of a better term, born this way moment right. I feel like of trans experience where yeah. we kind of have to be really strict about how we talk about it and any implication um, that that person is not uh, their gender, um, you know, even if that's a sexual implication by not attraction, is right now a threat to the movement, which right. I think that a lot of people, I think I think it's what a lot of people who are reacting to. I do have to say, by the way, that like, responders, not only on, on my Facebook, but then also on Dan's, uh, uh, on his column, and it should also be noted, his subsequent column, column yeah. also was very much about up. that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and a lot of the people, I people wrote in, with very different like I, I, ideas, and I and I and I'm, I'm excited about that. Like I thought, right. I'm like I'm like this is great, and you know, not to tokenize anyone, but there are trans people with certain perspectives, um, you know, cis people with certain perspectives, queer people with certain perspectives, um, and yeah, and, and and I think it's great that we're having this conversation, but it does seem like uh, the the it's it's a threat to the mainstreaming of yeah. of, of trans acceptance. Trans acceptance. When, well, yeah. I think I think too. There's this way in which, um, in order to main to mainstream accept queerness, there was a kind of cleaning up of queerness in some ways. Like there was like it's, it's the main galvanizing thing for public consumption around queerness has been uh, 
has been getting married. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, which there's a whole nother conversation we had. We might have a different podcast about like how, so there are some queer people that think that that's bad. Mm. Um, because they oh, they right. see queerness as like a, as against the mainstream and marriage as like this heteronormative right. situation. Yeah, you know? um, certainly. But there's also this way for me, like what, to what you're saying about the born this way moment. I think there's this way in which for trans acceptance to happen right now, there's such an emphasis on a gender binary. Oh, yeah. and like I don't actually believe in a gender binary. I think that um, I think there are totally men and women. I'm not saying there aren't men and women, but I think that there are a lot of experiences in between men and women. That uh, are just as legitimate and, and valid. Right, so gender fluidity. Yeah, kind yeah. of gender fluidity. Yeah. Or yeah. gender in betweenness, like gender or non-conforming queer. Non-conforming and all non-conforming. that stuff. Yeah. And like, um, I, I also, as a cisgender woman, um, and this this is a weird thing to say, as a queer person who is cisgendered, I think, about trans issues, and, and I know this is pissed off in other conversations, um, some trans women, which is that, like, I don't think a trans woman's experience is the same as a cisgender woman's experience. Mm-hmm. I don't think that necessarily they aren't experience. They, they don't get like the shit into the stick about like a misogynist, like patriarchal view of them. You know, I think that's definitely the case. Mm-hmm. Um, but especially if like you lived your half of first part of your life in one gender and then switch to the other, like that's like a different life than what I have oh, had. It's certainly you a know? different life. Yeah. And yeah. I think that's super interesting. I think that's really cool. And I think we actually do a kind of erasure. So you think, yeah, it's something we, that should actually be almost celebrated that the experience is different or maybe yeah, I, well, I, I, but, I like, think, I think we should acknowledge that like there are different experiences yeah, and yeah. like, it doesn't mean that like a trans woman is not a woman, but I mean, I think that, well, I, or maybe it does. Maybe it means that there's another category of person that we're not like, they were kind of shoving into these two binaries because they're what we're used to, you know, mm-hmm. like we're used to thinking yeah. in terms of men and women. Um, although there are other cultures, like there are several Inuit cultures. My mom used to live in Alaska and there's one of the Inuit cultures. They have a third gender that's like been in their culture since the dawn of time. That's just like, uh, people of one sex who live in the social category of someone of the opposite of like the opposite sex um, that they were born. Yeah. So like it's men who learn like women's crafts and like are act as a wife to another man hmm. or women who learn men's crafts and act as a wife uh, as a husband to another woman and that's always been a category in their yeah. in their culture so and that's not just among uh the I I wish I I'm, I'm being a terrible uh person for not remembering specifically which Inuit culture it's I'm, from. But, I'm, just, uh, I'm just impressed. Uh, Newbert is uh, a very knowledgeable woman. <laughs> you, you have, you have, you will drop, I have opinions on a plethora of subjects, <laughs> but you'll drop the, like, the knowledge. And it should be noted that I, another reason I'm a terrible lesbian is that um, I only took one women and gender studies class, and I got, <laughs> I got a very generous B+. Plus. Very wow. generous. Wow. So, but, but, but Newbert here is, um, I, I would say you're making me blush. A serious, a serious academic, um, <laughs> a serious academic who talks like an idiot sometimes. Because I don't care about. But you'd be boring if you didn't. Yeah, I'm, I'm drinking tea. By the way, that's what you're hearing being poured right now. Um, but yeah, so like there have been cultures throughout human history that have acknowledged more than two genders, mm-hmm. and I would be really stoked to see in the trans conversation that become part of the conversation. Although I don't have, I, I'm not. I don't think it's going to happen because I think that for America, we need a situation where we like the talking point is acceptance as a man, acceptance as a woman. And I think we need the same way that in like for gay acceptance for the most part it had to be like, like monogamous, yeah. uh, long-term hetero, like almost heterosexual marriage to get it like, or 
obviously not heterosexual marriage, but like a monogamous long-term relationships was what was used to help like legitimize and bring queer. Yeah, help people like understand and be like, look, we're public. we're just as boring as all of you. Right. We just yeah. yeah. And also the narrative the narrative has historically been always really important about the person who was suffering in silence in the closets and right. you know, and was just dying to come out and couldn't and finally did and that's really not everyone's narrative. You it's know not everyone's I, like, I mean yeah, like, it, a lot like a lot like like again, like if people, you know, people's sexualities I mean I think I think it's awesome that our sexualities develop in like you know, unendably, and that we, you know, we can just be like, I think it's great. Like, I know it's going to happen in three years. Yeah. Like, um, like, I'm, I find oh, and it it's exciting. moving so fast right now. Yeah. Like, I think that it's totally true. I think in our lifetimes, this conversation, I think in like 10 years, you and I could sit down on the same topic and have a completely different conversation. Let's make just a date because, to do that. Okay, let's do yeah. it. Just yeah. based on our own lived experience and on how the discourse yeah. is changing in public yeah. right now. Well, speaking of the discourse, sure. um, we discussed this year and night, uh, the Bruce Jenner um, interview. Oh, that's right. Did you end up watching it? I have not seen it yet. I'm well, a terrible person, but you should talk, talk for, about for it. Those, for, sure. for those who have and have not watched it, um, I, like I said, I have a little bit of a soft spot for the Kardashians, so I... Um, oh, and we all know that I have a soft spot for the Kardashians oh, yeah, as and well. Oh, yeah, and we're going to shamelessly plug... Uh, New Brit here, who, <laughs> under the name of Laura Jean Moore, wrote an article for Vice um, uh, celebrating in a feminist way Card- Kim Kardashian's new book of selfies. Yeah. Do you want to say the title of it? It's called uh, Kim Kardashian West is the Outsider Artist America Deserves. And I guarantee and... it's, it's going to blow your mind. <laughs> it's going to blow your so mind. So check it out. Yeah. But, uh... Yeah, we we might be like you know people who have knowledge in different arenas, but we're not afraid of some high low pop culture appreciation. Oh yeah, and uh, so anyway, back to what you were saying about well, about Bruce's <coughs> interview. So it was done with Diane Sawyer, and as I mentioned to Newbert uh, a couple of weeks ago, it really harkened back to me um, Rosie O'Donnell's interview with Diane Sawyer um, in the early two thousands mm-hmm. um, when she finally officially came out and. Um, her main reason for doing so was because of um, the threat of um, anti-gay adoption laws in Florida, um, and but it, but it was a big deal. It was like Diane Sawyer talking to an openly gay woman about the experience of being gay, and then it would cut into like a lot of stuff like science, like science says that these genes are responsible for etc. And as I'm watching this Bruce Jenner interview, same woman doing doing this interview. Uh, they would have the same cut-ins, where it would be like, like science shows that some people are anatom, or like their brain is male and their brain is female, um, and which again, I don't think it's bad that we investigate these things at all. I think that finding out anything about us is awesome and exciting, especially when it comes to you know who we want to fuck and who we feel like we are and who we are. Um, but it's in, but. The point is, it, it, it harkens back to what we've been saying, that it's about, uh, it's really normalizing the discourse and kind of in some ways uh, dumbing it down for, you know, the average American, yeah. not to well, insult the average American. I want to say, but, too, regarding like the way we use science right now to talk about gender, I think is really backwards because um, I'm, I'm a big fan of the scientific method. I'm mm-hmm. a big fan of, of science as a, as a method of inquiry across the board. However, there is a conversation to be had about how, especially in psychology and especially in uh, evolutionary biology and especially in gender studies, um, almost all the subjects that these experiments are done on are within the Western uh, culture. Very like good we're, point. we're not, we're not, and, and then what's happening is we're, 
we're doing experiments with adults who grew up in a particular discourse around what a man is and what a woman is, and then we're drawing conclusions about what a man is human is and what a woman right. is human is. Yeah. And I think, um, and, and there are anthropologists that have covered this better than, than I can say right now, but like, I think it's much more interesting when we look at like cultural comparisons and like look at cultures that are very different than ours and like see that some of the things that we take for granted are like male traits or female traits are actually very culturally prescribed. Certainly, the, yeah. One of the ones that like always pops up into my mind is I had read and, um, listeners can correct me on this, but I had read that, uh, in general, in the Muslim world, women are considered more rational and logical. Um, wow. That which, is so anathema to, like, how Westerners which are perceived. Is, which is so yeah, different about how, yeah. like, mm-hmm. like irrational, like, women, we have hysteria is, like, a, a considered, like, a, it's, like, actually literally named from, like, a word for, like, our female parts, yeah. you know? It's, like, it's, yeah. like an, it's considered a very feminine trait to, to not be rational and logical. So right. the, the fact that, like, that these, what we consider basic tro- like uh, tropes or traits around the, the ideal masculine or feminine that they can change by culture, I think is really interesting. And I have rarely seen science, like scientific experiments done on like the male brain or the female brain that take into account that variation. Right. Like hardly yeah. ever. Um, but yeah, so that's an aside, but like, I think it's an important one. It's an important aside. Yeah. 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 Anywho. So like they're, they're trying to legitimize the, the idea of the trans person through science in the same way that they were trying to legitimize like queerness through science Mm -hmm. in this, in, in the Rosie O'Donnell interview. Yeah. 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 Well, anyway. And then, but then didn't you tell me that Diane Sawyer was like kinder to Bruce Jenner than... You felt like than Rosie all those years ago. Um, I, I, I think, I think, yeah, she, she definitely seemed, she definitely seemed more open. Like she, I remember her watching, and again, this is also like Diane Sawyer's resting bitch face. But like, I remember her looking at like at at Rosie O'Donnell with this like kind of like I, I remember her wincing when Rosie O'Donnell was like, you know. (laughs) <laughs> who we are, who we are is one thing, who we are as parents, that's everyone's business, but what we do in the bedroom is nobody's business. <laughs> and, like, and like, and Diane Sawyer just having this, like, face that looked deeply uncomfortable. And I will say, so I think, I think, I guess we're talking about Diane Sawyer's evolution here. I yeah. think that she, I think that she looked a lot more comfortable with Bruce Jenner. There was, though, I mean, and this is actually, this is a, this is a good point, this, she, there was a challenge where she was trying to get around asking if he was going to change his genitalia, um, and she definitely was uncomfortable asking that, but I think part of the reason is because, I mean, obviously, even if she didn't look up anything about trans people, um, her, you know, <clears throat> her assistants did, uh, you know, as we've, as we've been, been taught by the trans community, that's really not something that you're supposed to inquire about too much. Like, Laverne Cox, um, she kind of told off some reporter recently who was asking about that, and, um, I... I understand, I understand why... And there's a point to be made there, which is that, like, your gender is not necessarily attached to your... And also... What genitals you and have. And also, your frickin' gen... Like, like, who has the right to ask anyone about their genitals right. in general? Like, I wouldn't right. be like, so, do you have, like, a more open labia or a closed one? Right, to, like, someone... Right. However, um, it is... You know, it, it, it is it is a question that people... Um, that want to... And, and, and to go back to dating, this is another problem of mine, is I went on a date with this uh, transgendered woman... 
who, by the way, was so fucking hot. <laughs> no, she's like yeah. seriously hot. And I, I, yeah. I, I, I ran to her at Metropolitan recently and I was with a friend and she was like, oh my God, who is that hot? And I was like, I know, like she's really, really attractive. But um, on her, and I did know that she was trans before. Right. But again, was just, I was open to it um, as much as I think I, I could be. And, um, but on her profile, she'd also, and this is a whole other issue that I hope we cover on another podcast, she had identified as a bottom, right? Uh-huh. Um, meaning top and bottom sexually, for those of you who don't know. In which case Wait, maybe what? we should say, because I think in the heterosexual community, people are not as open okay, about Okay, yeah. Top so and top, and, top and bottom really has more to do with, like, um, like, who is a sexual aggressor and often, like, who is more into doing something to someone than having something done to them. That would be the simplistic. I don't think that it necessarily has to do with who does what to who. It has to do with the dynamic. Um, and because personally, like, I want to fuck and I also want to be fucked. Um, right. I. Lo- it's similar to like a dom sub dynamic, but but like maybe not well, as a, a lot a lot more milder. But, lot but, but, milder but but it is yeah. interesting that people are now starting to take that as a as an identification within the queer world. Which and I have a problem. I have a I have, I have a bit of a problem with that, which is a whole other thing. But the point is, I already knew this woman. Well, that which I was going, thing in the queer world? The the, the, the top and bottom identifications. Uh, okay. Yeah. Um, I, I just, I just, it's like, why are we going to dictate our sexual, like, our, our sexual life before I've met you? Like, right. we're going to say who's in what role. You know right. what I mean? Just kind of, I understand why it's handy, because you know, sometimes I like to be a power bottom. Yeah. But again, I don't identify as a bottom. That's right. not my, that's not my, like, I don't see that as, like, But you'll appreciate that, it when a lady tops you. I will appreciate it when a lady tops you, which <laughs> happened fairly recently. Um, so, and it was wonderful. And it was wonderful. Um, as, yeah. But... Anyway, the point is, I already know this woman is a bottom, and I'm thinking, but how do I fuck her? I don't know what she has done there. Right. And I know that I'm not supposed to just go out and ask that, but when you're dealing in a context that's sexual, it's like, is it appropriate for me to just reach down there and like... And see what you're dealing with. Yeah, but I, when it comes to that issue with sex, I would rather, I would, I would like to have a heads okay, up. This actually brings up an interesting point to me. Oh, she's getting a... I just had a thought. <laughs> Tell us your thought. If I may. Oh. If I may borrow a phrase from the dictator who is always if I may. It's true. I tend to interrupt people with that. You'll, you'll hear it's that. A polite, it's a polite way to interrupt, yeah. I think. So um, if you may. If I may. I have an STD that I got when I was 18. Okay. This guy went down on me, uh, and in this I, I've written about this in... Uh, like other things that exist on the web. I'm not secretive about it at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of my friends know. This guy went down to me when I was 18 and he had a cold sore healing in his mouth and I got herpes. And I have, ever since the day I got it, always disclosed to every single one of my sex partners. I'm very impressed because I know a lot of people who have that and do not. But yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. And even even though, and like I have HSV1, so um, it doesn't really like to live in your genitals. Like it, it prefers to live in your mouth. Mm-hmm. So I don't have very many outbreaks. And like yeah. it's not, it has, it has been such a minor issue in my life. Yeah. I, I actually haven't had an outbreak in years. But I still disclose to people. And... It's one of those things where, like, I feel like it's it's not going to be... Like, if basically, if it's going to be an issue for them, then I find out early on... Yeah, you get If you they're get a right person away. who's yeah. going to want to fuck me as who I am. Yeah. And I just had this moment, and this might sound terrifying to people because there's such a stigma around STDs, but I feel like, to some extent, disclosing what genitals you have is, like, a really convenient way to find out, like, who's into you for just you and who's into you for, like, yeah. you know, well, like, that's, your package that's one of the, the That's one of the things in all the comments I saw that actually um, a handful of trans folk um, did write, like, whether or not they 
some of them wrote it nice way, some were a little more offended, but basically what they said is, I'd rather know that you weren't into that before I met you. Right, exactly. You know what I mean? And that's that's kind of how it is with, with anything. I mean... And I have definitely gone on dates where, like, I like I experimented sometimes in Okay Cupid. I would, sh- I would say that I had HSP1. And sometimes, oh, interesting. And sometimes I didn't. And then huh. what would happen is on the first date, I would tell people, yeah. on, like, every first date, like, I'm so open about this. Yeah. Um... Which brings up a point. The reason I'm open about it is because I don't think there should be a stigma around STDs. Um, I think the stigma on STDs is actually a stigma around sex. Because the oh. thing is, you can get, like, the flu and die from the subway. But, like, no one no one gives you, like, shame if you, like, have the flu. But, like, you get no, mad shame true. if you get some kind of anything from having sex with someone. So, anyway. But I, I think we should be more open about that stuff. And, uh, it was interesting because there were a couple guys who I, when I went out with them, uh, cause I, let me, I should make it clear. I never got a date with a woman from online dating. That's true. They don't want th- ladies, which is, which is ridiculous. I was like, thirsty and you were not there for me. And her profile is hot, <laughs> hot. Like seriously, I was um, like, bro, you are smoking. It was, it was intense. It was like d- super disappointing, but, um, so I did, uh, I, I did go out with a couple guys that were on the first date. I would tell them and they'd be like, oh, well, they weren't interested. And it would become like a, we would just have a nice conversation and that would be done. But you know what? It was better for me to know that yeah. than, than to pursue because like, I, th- I feel like there's nothing worse than like getting like really into someone getting, or- and then you get a surprise that you're like, you aren't expecting or you can't, you didn't have any like lead up to handle it, you know? Yeah. And like the worst case scenario in my head, I was always like, well, if I don't tell anybody, if I don't tell, then uh, maybe things will be fine. They won't get it from me. But what if I have an outbreak in, like, I, two years? And sure. am I going to lie and say I started my period earlier? Like, because right, right, I don't right. want to give it to them? Or even though it's, even though it's very difficult to... Even though, even though it's hard to get herpes when someone doesn't have an outbreak from, from someone who has herpes. Oh, it's super It's hard. possible. It's possible, but and it's that, really that, hard. No, I know, I know. They, like, by the way, Valtrex and all them, many, like, magnify that oh, oh, I'm sure that they to do. To try and sell more drugs. Like, it pisses yeah. me off. Um, but I hope my nieces don't listen to this, because I, oh I just give them a lot of horror stories in order to, to get them to, to use protection, <laughs> which, which we know that we know that Protection's don't great. make it. But, con- right. yes, condoms are great. Use condoms them all the great. time. Um, if you're having sex with men, yeah. please use a condom. I'll, I'll admit, I... Never used a dental dam. Well, actually, once as an experiment. Uh, this is so. This is interesting because, like, in so, safe sex among lesbians is like this other because this this you brought this up to me the other day as like one of the reasons why some lesbians are biphobic because they yes. know that like bi women are having sex with men and frankly dudes y'all are where the STDs are. Yeah, it comes from cock. Um, women having sex with women actually have almost it's like, very no hard. instances. It's like in theory, in theory you can like get like um, like gonorrhea of the throat or something like right. that. I mean, yes, yeah, the, like the herpes thing happens yeah. with oral sex, so right. that could happen too. But it's yeah, it's it's super it's, rare. It's, 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 it's very rare. want to end the first episode of their podcast well it helps when you run out of recording room which we did <laughs> and i think we ended on a good note of uh it being difficult to catch scds from lesbian sex um which might be news to our straight friends yeah so you're welcome um what is happening on the next episode of living and loving at nyc um the next episode we're going to be covering friends benefits friends with benefits hookup buddies um and all the stuff in between friend and sweetie which is a lot it is a lot i can't wait and i think we've all realized that no one is safe except the kardashians it's true i think we pissed off everyone 
Except for the Kardashians. Except the Kardashians yeah. in this first podcast. Yeah. So uh, thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Yeah. Take care. Thank <laughs> you.